uh, preach this service tonight. I begin to pray about what God would have uh, to say in this service. Praying one night, didn't get an answer, went to bed. When I woke up the next morning, as I'm waking up out of my sleep, I, I, the presence of God just surrounded me. I felt the anointing. I felt unction. I felt the power of God just come on me, Brother Steve. And I could see myself standing here, and I said these words, it's not too late. Somebody in this house tonight, you came in here with some issue in your life, and you thought it was too late. It's not. I come with a good word for you this tonight. It's not too late. Amen. I don't care what the situation, I don't care what the problem, it's not too late. Amen. We're going to take our uh, text tonight from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of John. The 11th chapter, we're going to begin reading at verse number 20. So if you'll have that, uh, when you get that, if you'll stand with us tonight in honor of the reading of God's Word. Amen. It's not too late. John chapter 11, verse number 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, somebody say, even now. Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, God. Thank you, Lord, for, for your great love for us, God. Thank you for the great promise, Lord, that it's not too late. God, as we endeavor now to, to dive into the Word of God, I ask for your unction, God. I ask for the power of the Holy Ghost, God, to come and overshadow me, God. Give me a clear thought, God. Give me clear speech. God, let me convey this message, Lord, the way that you would have it conveyed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Look over at the person to your right and tell them it's not too late. Now look over to the person on your left and tell them the same thing. Now tell yourself it's not too late. Say one more thing. God's not mad at you. God's for you. He's not against you. Amen. He's a loving God. He's a compassionate Father. He's not a big bully up there in heaven just waiting on me to mess up so he can hit me over the head with a rock and get rid of me. Amen. He's for me. He's against me. He's pulling for me tonight. Amen. He hears us when we cry. He hears us when we pray. His heart is moved with compassion for us. He looks upon us in all of our distresses with tender love and compassionate mercy. He looks down upon us, Brother Talbert. He's able to be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He feels what we feel. He's able to, to identify with us and help us and comfort us in those moments of distress. His tender love and compassionate mercies, they never fail. They never run out on us, Brother Eddie. He's the lover of our souls. He's our provider. 
He's our protector. Amen. I was going to do one thing here. I'm going to set a, set a little clock so I know where I'm at. Amen. Get that going. <clears throat> we are his, guys. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. We've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ purchased each one of us on Calvary's tree. He gave of himself. His blood came and he shed his blood. He willingly left all the splendor of heaven to come suffer the shame and the rejection of an old rugged cross for you and I. He took upon himself sin. Though he was, knew no sin, yet he became sin for me. Amen. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering in and through my life. I pray that that's a prayer of every human in this building tonight. Amen. Sometimes life gets hard. Sometimes problems come. Sometimes pain comes. But I want you to remember something, guys. I always want you to remember this. If you're in Christ, there's purpose in your pain. Amen. It's not for no reason. Everything with God, there's a reason. Amen. There's purpose in our pain. As we wait on God, we pray, we seek God, we fast. As we wait on God, He'll, he'll take us as that clay and put us on that potter's wheel. And He'll, be, he'll sit on that wheel and he'll, be, he'll begin to mold us and make us. And He'll shape us and He'll form us. He'll put us on that wheel. Amen. He's molding us and making us all the time. Can I tell you tonight that the devil is a liar and he's the father of all lies. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's always accusing the brethren before God and he's always accusing God to us. Amen. Can you say amen? He's always, guys, he's always accusing us before the father, but then he, he comes to us and he accuses God to us. He says God doesn't care. How many of you ever heard that? God's not concerned. He doesn't love you. <clears throat> he has no power to help you. He's always trying to, to bring about a negative light and take the, take the power and the worship away from God so that he may have it for himself. Amen. That, that's, been his, that's been his whole deal from, from the get-go. But I want you to set something in your mind. God's not trying to get rid of you. He loves you. He, he's full of compassionate, tender mercy, and he's not trying to get rid of you. He ever lives, to, at the right, and he's at the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession, even tonight for you and I. Amen. God's praying for us tonight. Amen. He's praying for us. He wants us to make it, Brother Eddie. It's not too late, guys. Let me, let me tell you. God's plan for your life is still on the table. The plan A of God, you don't have to resort to plan B, C, D, or E. God's plan A for your life is still on the table. Can you say amen? Tell somebody again, it's not too late. A lot of times, the enemy will try to come and convince us that we missed our blessing, Brother Eddie. He'll come, he'll play with our minds. He'll say, if you would have done this a long time ago, you'd be so much further ahead, and you'd already have your blessing, and you'd already done this. But it's not too late, brother. Amen. It's, it's not too late. 
And many times when the devil comes, he comes with those accusations. And he comes to accuse God to, to us. And it's too late, and God doesn't love you, and you should just give up, and you should just quit. And sometimes we begin to buy into that lie, don't we? I have. I have. And then we begin to feel defeated due to the fact that we know he's telling the truth, right? In a lot of cases, if we would have done that, we may have saved ourselves a lot of heartache. Amen? But it's not too late. God redeems even the time. I used to say, at times, that I wish God would come and meet this need, whatever I have right now. Whatever it is, I, I would always pray that. But I've learned that God's time is not my time, and God's time is not your time. God works on his own time. And God is always on time. He's never late, and he's never early, and there's always a purpose. So if you find yourself in the midst of a delay tonight, understand the delay is not a denial. Amen? It's a delay and there's a purpose in the delay. Sometimes we don't understand that. We want answers now. But God always knows and He's always right on time. Sometimes He makes us wait. In our waiting, he's, what's He doing? He's working out patience in us. I need more patience. How about you? I need to wait. I need to be on that potter's wheel. I need that, I need that potter. I need him to take me, break me, make me all over again. Amen. I, every day I need that. In our waiting, we have to bring ourself under control, right? We have to bring our attitudes under control. We can at times have bad attitudes, can't we? I know I can. We're mean and we're clean especially in the church. Is that right? We, we come in here. We put on our best Sunday suit. Man, we smell good. We got the Old Spice uh, cologne on. We smell good, man. We, we can put on a show. We can put on a show. But on the inside, we're just as bitter as we can be. God forgive us. God... <clears throat> We should live in such a way that, and we're not saved by works, don't misunderstand me, but we should live in such a way that people should see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Amen. You agree with that? Amen. We shouldn't have to tell people that we're saved. We shouldn't have to tell people that we're Christians. We shouldn't have to tell people that we're sanctified, we shouldn't have to tell people that we're filled with the Holy Ghost. They should see those attributes of Christ in us. Amen? They should see the love in us. They should see the peace, the joy, the long-suffering, the goodness, the gentleness, the meekness, the temperance, and the faith. All of the fruits of the Spirit they should see in us. Amen? Sometimes people can't hear what we're saying for how loud we're acting, Brother Eddie. God help us. By the fruits you'll know them. You know how you can tell what you are? Where does your mind go when nobody's around? That's how you, that's, that's how you really know where you are. 
If you could do something to get away with it, nobody would ever find out. That's what you are. And sometimes, but let me tell you, guys, it's not too late. God's got to get our attention sometimes so he can talk to us and clean us up. Amen? Have you ever noticed how people want God to move for them, but then they don't want to move for God at all? God comes and he puts a finger on something in my life, Sister Gloria. And I refuse to deal with that thing. But then I come over here and I, I ask God, I, man, I want God to move on my behalf. I want him to meet my needs. But when he asks me to do something, I, I, I hold back and I don't do it. But it's not too late. Amen. We like to use God like a table sugar in our coffee. Sometimes when we get up, take that sugar off the shelf, put it in your coffee, stir it up. As soon as you get what you want out of it, put it right back. Sometimes we do God that way, don't we? But then when we get back in trouble, we'll take him back off the shelf. He meets our needs, put him back. It ought not be so. We need a healing we take him off the shelf. As soon as we're healed, we'll put him back. When we need a way made, we take him off the shelf. We'll see way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, and all that's true. And we should do all of that, guys. We sh- it doesn't matter what the situation you find yourself in. You should do that, but that should not be the only time. Amen? And certainly, may we not just put him back after he meets our need. <clears throat> But it's amazing how sometimes we do that, and then we want God to work on our behalf. But even when we do that, it doesn't mean he's not going to move. He wants us to know that he is going to move when he gets ready. It's on his time, and it's not too late. Amen? When he gets ready to move, and he does move, and he, he performs whatever it is that you need, then you'll have more of an appreciation for God. Amen? Sometimes our mentality is, Lord, I want you to move now. I want you to FedEx it. I mean, overnight, get it here quick. Western Union, whatever you need to do, get my miracle here now. And when he doesn't come exactly when and how we think that he should, then we'll take things into our own hands. That's the worst thing we can do, isn't it? We'll make a mess of things every time. We try to rush God. We try to get ahead of God. We don't want to get ahead of God, and we don't want to lag behind him. We want to be right on time, right, right in tune, right in step with him. Amen. If we just learn to wait right here, God may be working out some other things for us. While we're waiting on our miracle, he can be working out some other things. I'm learning how to rest in the Lord. How about you? There's a rest in God. There's a place in God where you can go and you can just stand still and you can see the salvation of the Lord. While you're resting, tell the devil, I know it's not too late. In the midst of our trials, in the midst of our heartache, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our trouble, in the midst of our problem, we can have rest in God. And we can rest knowing that it's not too late. He prepares a table for us even in the presence of our enemies. Amen. In our text tonight, we find the story 
of a man named Lazarus of Bethany. And Lazarus had two sisters, one Mary and one Martha. And this was the same Mary that anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. Lazarus was her brother. One day Lazarus got sick, and his sickness was unto death. Somebody said, go tell Jesus that who that he whom thou love is sick. Lazarus is laying on his bed of affliction. He's laying there with no help. But we were with Jesus when we saw the blind eyes come open. We saw the dead raised, and we saw him raise Jairus' daughter. The man with the withered hand, deaf ears come unstopped, lame, straightened up. There's nothing too hard for our God, amen? And he's always on time, and it's not too late. Go tell Jesus that Lazarus is sick. We need a right now miracle. Tell him to drop everything he's doing because the one that he loves is sick. Tell him to forget about the healing. Tell him to forget about making a way for everybody else because the man, the one that he loves named Lazarus is sick and he's going to come right now. now. I can just picture this. You have Mary and Martha. Obviously, they love their brother. And I want you to get a hold of this, too. There's a lot of stuff in this study. Guys, as I begin to study this out, I've read this story I don't know how many times. But there's some things that, 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 that I learned that, that God really revealed to me that I've never picked up on before. And, and this, this is one of them. This family, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, they loved Jesus, and Jesus loved them. Amen. There was no sin in that house. They're, 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 they were in right standing with God, yet sickness came, yet death came, yet trouble came. Sometimes the, the, the devil, the accuser of the brethren, I know how he is, sis. He'll come, if there's sickness, if there's pain, if there's something goes wrong, he'll come and he'll accuse you. He'll, he'll accuse you before God and he'll come and accuse God to you. And he'll say, well, you know, it's, it, it's something you did wrong. <clears throat> you know, you're just not, you're, you're not good enough. God doesn't love you. When that, that may not be the case at all. Amen. I'm not, sometimes it is. But when we examine our hearts and we know that there's nothing there, there's no willful sin there, we can know that, that God has a plan and a purpose in that trial. Amen. But the Bible says when they told Jesus that Lazarus was sick, he didn't even budge. He didn't go anywhere. He stayed right there an extra two days preaching and teaching about the goodness of God. In the meantime, Lazarus died. Now, what, what, in, in the human psyche of things, what does that look like? Jesus is, is out preaching. He's out teaching. He's out preaching about the goodness of God. And he's, he's out healing other people. And he's out doing other things. And here... People who love him, who he has communion with, that he loves, in their eyes, he should have came right then. But there's always a purpose in the delay. And he's always on time and it's not too late. Say amen. Two days went by. Then Jesus said, let us go into Judea. I have to go and get Lazarus because he is asleep. The disciples thought that Lazarus was taking a nap, so Jesus had to make it plain to them, Lazarus is dead. 
I got to go and wake him up out of his sleep. They said, Jesus, you can't go back there. The Jews are seeking to kill you. He said, that's all right. I'm going anyway. I'm going anyway. I have to go. I love him. There's a need. I have to go. By this, by this time, four days had gone by. Back home, they had buried Lazarus. They wrapped him up like a mummy, put him in a grave. <clears throat> During that time, it was Jewish custom. They believed that when a body died and the spirit left that body, for three days, the spirit hovered over that body and could enter back into that body. Did you know that? For three days, they believed that. So isn't it something? Jesus waited to the fourth day. He didn't come on the third day. He showed up on the fourth day. They say Jesus, uh, Lazarus is dead. <clears throat> He's already buried. It's all over. He's gone. His spirit can't even go back into his body now. It's been four days. It's over. Jesus said, I'm glad for your sake that I wasn't there. I'm glad, glad because now you will know that it's not too late. Now you will know that whatever you need, I have. You will know that whatever you need, I am your supply. Whatever you want, you can get it from me. It's not too late. Look at somebody and say, I want to encourage you. It's not too late, Brother Eddie. <clears throat> Tell them God has a blessing with your name on it. And I don't care what the devil came to say to you. I don't care what the, how the devil has come to be the accuser. It's not too late. Amen. When Jesus got there, Martha heard Jesus was coming. She went running down to meet Jesus, and she had a bad attitude. She accused Jesus. Here he comes. He, he's coming into, into the town. Martha gets word he's coming. She goes to meet him, and she's, she's got a chip on her shoulder. If you would have been here, my brother would still be alive. You don't care about us. Why did you not come? Can you imagine the anguish that she must have felt? Four, she knew it, it four days and it was over. They'd already buried him. But if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. She knew he could have raised him. I want to ask us, church, what do we do when, we, when we're going through our trials? When tears are running down our face? When we don't see the answer that we're looking for at that time, what, what do we say? Do we accuse Jesus? And I know we do because we all have. I want you to notice right here, God doesn't condemn them. He doesn't rebuke them. He has tender love and, and compassionate mercy on them. He's able to be touched with the feelings of their infirmities. Our Bible lets us know that God's still on the throne. He's still high and lifted up, and He's still looking after His people, even when it looks too late from our point of view. He won't leave me all by myself. He will bring me out. It's not too late to get a breakthrough. It's not too late for God to make a way. It's not too late for God to bust a door wide open. Whatever it is we need, He can do. God's never too busy. And God's always on time. Amen. It's not too late. Amen. But I want you to look at her attitude. 
speaking of Martha. She got humble in her spirit. She said, Jesus, even now. Remember we said even now? Have you ever said that in your situation? Even though Lazarus is dead and there's no hope and he's laying over there in that grave wrapped up like a mummy and he's been there so long that he stinks. Even now, I've got enough faith that even right now, I know all you have to do is ask the Father and he'll give it to you. And the Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, I will give it to you. Amen. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If you don't doubt him, God hears our prayers. God wants us to be encouraged. Amen. It's not too late. It's not too late. Now, Jesus said, since you said you would see your brother again, your attitude changed. I know I'm going to see him. I'll see him in the resurrection. But can't you see Jesus in your spiritual mind? He's saying, I am the resurrection. I am what you're talking about. I am the resurrection. And I am the life. All I have to do is speak and a man will live. I'll speak and a man will die. So go tell Mary to come here. And here comes Mary running over with her bad attitude, with her chip on her shoulder. Accusing Jesus. If you would have just been here, our brother would not be in that grave. He'd still be alive. He'd still be here with us today. We'd still be able to touch him. We'd still be able to hug him. We'd still be able to love on him. We'd still be able to live as a family. If you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Again, Jesus didn't rebuke him. He loved him. He had compassion on him. And he said, take me to where you laid him. I want to ask you, do we take Jesus to where the need is? When we have a need in our life, do we, do we bring that need before Christ and leave it there and trust Him? Even, even when it stinks, even when we, we don't see a way out, even when we think it's too late, even when we think all hope is gone? When he got to the grave, the Bible says Jesus cried with great compassion. Take away the stone. Can you hear him say that tonight? You can say, take away the stone in your situation. They said, Lord, he's been dead for four days. By this time, he has an odor. Decay is set in his body. He's rotten. His flesh is rotten. He, he's, he stinks. He's dead. Jesus said, all I want you to do is take away the stone. And I want you to know, guys, it's not too late. What's the stone in your life? What's the stone that holds you in that grave? Is it depression? Is it envy? Is it bitterness? Is it strife? What is it? God said, take it away. You put it there. Roll it away. Then the Lord started praying. 
After he got through praying, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. I can see in my spiritual mind, somebody said, we know he can raise the dead after a couple hours, but Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Jesus is here tonight, and he's saying to us, it's never too late. It's never too late. We run into situations, we run into problems, and we hear the screams of the enemy come and accuse us. And we hear, you might as well quit, you might as well give up, there's no hope for you, it's too late, you've gone too far, you've embarrassed your family, all of this stuff. But I'm here to tell you, it's not too late. For you. When Lazarus came forth, the Bible said he was dressed in grave clothes and he was wrapped up from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Can you get this picture in your mind? Here, here they are the Son of God, Jesus, the anointed one, the Son of God. He comes to that grave. He says, Take away the, the stone. And that's a deep, dark cave that he's in. How many of you know that's where the devil likes to get us? There's some deep, dark places that that, that, that devil will put us in or we'll put ourselves in. But it can't hold Christ. Amen. When he said, Lazarus, come forth, death had to give way. Life came back into his body. And he, he, he came to the front of that grave, but he came dressed like a mummy. And... When he came, he was, the Bible says he's wrapped from the top of his head to the, to the bottom of his feet, so you couldn't tell who he was. So, so the, some of the people there, they begin to accuse Jesus. Well, this isn't Lazarus. So then he said, loose him and let him go. And the grave clothes fell off, and there was Lazarus. I want to ask you, what's got you wrapped up tonight? Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. I want to ask you, what's got you wrapped up tonight? What are your grave clothes? What grave clothes are you wearing? What situation does it look like it's too late in your life? What is that for you? It's different for everybody. What is it for you? God wants the church to know you don't have to be bound, you don't have to be sick, you don't have to be depressed, you don't have to be locked in a prison, you can be free because it's not too late, amen. The mercies of God come running. They come running to us and they're always on time and they're never late. And we may have regret, we may have past problem, we may have, we may know that we should have acted sooner on things, we may know that God's dealt with some, something in our lives at some point in the past, 
and we've not done what he asked or we've not stopped doing what he told us to stop doing whatever the case may be that's a grave clothes and it'll keep you wrapped up and do you know do you ever find yourself miserable you ever find yourself discouraged you ever find yourself down put out Sometimes the cause of that is at some point in our lives, and you, and you would know what it was. You could look back, and God told you at some point in time, hey, I want you to deal with this. I want you to stop this. I want you to start this. And you didn't do it. You refused to do it. <clears throat> and you did that long enough, and he... And he kept dealing and kept dealing and kept dealing. But I want you to remember, remember tonight, it's still not too late. But God kept dealing and dealing and dealing and dealing. And we still refuse to deal with that issue. And sometimes that's the cause of our frustration. And that's the cause of our problems. But it's not too late. Amen. Amen. We, we, can, still, we can still go back. We can still make that thing right with God. Amen. Whatever it is. There, there, may be, there may be past callings that God put on a life. And the callings of God, they're without repentance. And we can run from those things, but they're without repentance. They'll follow us. And sometimes it, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. But, but let me tell you, when God puts something, puts his finger on something in your life, and we refuse to deal with it. We may try to go on. We may have some success in some measure. But every time we get back in the presence of God, Brother Eddie, he's going to put his finger right back on that very thing. And he said, I'm not doing anything else with you. I'm not, I don't have anything else to say to you. I, you're not doing anything else. You're not going anywhere else. And if you, if, if you want to go on with me, you're going to deal with this first. And so... You go ahead and stand if you want across this building. And sometimes, those things are the, are, are the toughest things to deal with. Sometimes those things are the most, most personal to us. Sometimes they're the most hurtful. Sometimes we've been hurt. Sometimes we've been the victim. And somebody's hurt us. And we're holding on to unforgiveness. And we're holding on to bitterness. And we want revenge. But God's saying, let it go. Let it go. If, if, if you want my anointing, if you want to be in my presence, if you want fellowship with me, you got to let it go. You can't hold on to it. Maybe I've been the one who's been the offender. Maybe I've done somebody wrong. Maybe I've talked about somebody. Maybe I've stabbed them in the back. Maybe I've, I've done something. I'm not going anywhere else with God until I get that thing right. The Bible says, when you come to this altar, you repent, then you leave your gift on the altar. And if you have aught with your brother, then you leave your gift on that altar. And you go to your brother, and you make that thing right. Let me tell you something, with these holidays coming up, I know families sometimes... There, you know, it can be a difficult situation. There's different personalities. You know, who, 
in, in families, there, there's conflict, there's this, there's that. Can we be the hands and feet of Christ this holiday season to our families? Can we put down our pride? Can we give away our need to always be right? Can we give away the need to say, uh-huh, I told you so? Can we throw that all down at the foot of Christ and just let God be God? And even if, even if I'm not the wrong one, if I know somebody has a problem with me, can I go to them and say, I love you? Please, let's not have a problem. Let's get whatever the problem under the blood. It's not too late. How many of you dread holiday seasons? Some, some do, some don't, but I know that, that it can happen, especially if, if you've got different family members where there's problems. And you know that they don't like you, and there's going to be a problem, and there's going to be contention, and there's going to be strife, and there's going to be no peace. Can we be the hands and feet of Christ? Can we bring Christ into that situation? I want to challenge you guys. It's not too late. Some of you, you've given up on family members. You've given up. You said it's too late. They're too far gone. It's over. There'll never be a relationship there. It'll never be right. It's over. It's not too late. If we'll do what God asks us to do, if we'll put down ourselves, put down our pride, We were in the School of Christ Summit, and I've heard this before, but it's always so powerful. So powerful with me, it moves me in ways that really nothing else does. But I, don't, I don't even remember the old preacher's name. Old revival preacher, maybe from back in the 1800s. Coming to bring revival in a church, and, and there was no revival when he came. And he said, I've got three questions for you. When there's no revival, there's no, there's no fire of God. First thing we need to ask ourselves, is there any willful sin in my life? And if there's willful, willful sin in our lives, we need to deal with that sin. Amen. If there's willful sin in your life tonight, you need to get to this altar and you need to deal with it and you need to get under the blood and make it right. Don't, don't go another day. Don't go another day. And that could solve the problem right there. Second thing, if we've examined ourselves, there's no willful sin. We've examined there's no willful sin. The second thing we need to do is put away every questionable habit, every questionable attitude, every questionable motive. If you have to ask somebody, is this right for me to do? Benjamin, you know it's wrong, don't you? At least to you it is. The Bible says to he who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it's sin. Right? Put away every questionable habit. And the third thing, make things right with your brother. I want to encourage you, there's no freedom like humbling yourself and 
going to somebody, Sister Sandy, that you have aught with. Saying, I love you. Please forgive me. You know what that does? That crucifies that flesh. That's, that's, I'm telling you, that flesh don't like it, but that spirit man loves it. That, that flesh will die, but that spirit man, he'll spring forth. He'll come alive. That's food to him. Amen. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. As, as we come to these altars tonight, they're open. I'm going to leave you with those three questions. And I want you to know that it's not too late to get it right. It's not too late to get rid of all the willful sin. It's not too late to get rid of the questionable habits. And it's not too late, Brother T, to make things right with our brother. Who is our brother? Ask yourself that question. Make things right with our brother. Let us pray. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, for your goodness. Lord, for your grace. For your mercy, God, that's been extended to us. God, thank you, Lord, that you never leave us. You never forsake us. Lord, but you go with us always, even to the ends of the earth. God, even in our failures, even in our mistakes, even in our problem, even in our sin, even in our willful sin. God, there you are, standing, waiting. You're tugging, you're pulling, you're waiting on us. Lord, we thank you for that tonight. Please never take your spirit from us. We pray in this house. Guys, if we can find us a place to play, pray all around this house. Amen. Are you hurt and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is called.